Welcome to Cinema in Context as we discuss all things film and the connections between. My name's Jeremy Downing. I'm William Chen. I'm Sarah Watt. I'm Max Tarrant. And today we are discussing two films with the same name, Ghostbusters. Okay, so Ghostbusters 84. I think this was uh, part of the big... The big slate of uh, sci-fi comedies or genre comedies like Back to the Future, um, a lot of the stuff that came out in the mid to late 80s where you have these these cool concepts, um, uh, concepts which I think would be a little far out nowadays, um, but people were getting really risky and uh, Ghostbusters was one of the, the big ones, oh my gosh. Um, so, uh, written by, um, by Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis, directed by Ivan Reitman, um, about four almost blue-collar-esque, uh, rubbish cleaners, except in New York, they're hunting ghosts. Excellent. And, Sarah, do you want to give us a bit of a, a lowdown on Ghostbusters 2016? Ghostbusters 2016? <laughs> something of a reboot. Um, situated, I would say, um, nowadays, contemporary movie, contemporary update, where instead of our four uh, blue-collar garbage collectors, we have four young women of New York City. We have Kristen Wiig playing the, um, part of the, the physicist who has disavowed her youthful uh, belief in ghosts. She is uh, seeking tenure at, at Columbia University, um, and then she finds herself thrown back together with an old school pal, Abby, played by the wonderful Melissa McCarthy, who is a certified uh, ghost hunter. Melissa McCarthy's character, working with Kate McKinnon's character, Holtzman, and then they're joined, uh, as the movie progresses, by Leslie Jones, playing um, the, the actually the only blue-collar worker in, the, in this Ghostbusters iteration. She's, um, an, uh, what do they call it, not the tube, not the underground? MTR. The, the yeah, the, 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 metro, the subway. The, the subway. Yeah. She's a subway employee who, who sees a ghost and then uh, takes her information to the uh, team who are not yet coined Ghostbusters because I think they prefer to be called something much more highfalutin. Um, and, and so the, the games ensue. Mm, excellent. <clears throat> and we are sitting here in Max's home this week. Uh, we were just joking before because it seems to be the weather is always awful when we record our Cinema in Context podcasts. But uh, the weather's actually not too bad right now. We just had, had hail and, and we had lightning and thunder this morning. Mm. And now we've got some sun shining, so it's quite nice. Yeah, lovely, quite lovely to have you guys around, by the way. Mm, oh, thank, you. thank you. Thank you for your ginger loaf and mm. cups of tea and good company. All right, Ghostbusters. Uh, what, what I'll say is, is that I actually watched the new one before re-watching the old one. I think I saw the old one, I don't know how old I was, it was years ago, like I didn't even really remember the old film, I remember the ending with the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man, Marshmallow Man was, Manifestation, yeah. I think they, yeah. they call mm-hmm. it. Uh, but it, that's all I really remember, a Slimer, mm-hmm. the opening in the library, mm. um, but didn't really remember much. So I went into the new film with quite a blank slate, I would say. Mm. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I don't know, I can talk about that, but... My experience with the old one was very much in reference to the new one because right. I yeah. watched it afterwards, and I actually went back and rewatched the new one after seeing the old one. So, considering that your memory of it isn't super tinged with that kind of nostalgia that a lot of people have, I just wonder: Are you guys of that state that you have the nostalgia for it that a lot of people do? That's such a good point, Max, and I think it probably is. Given that, given that we're going to get contentious because this film, uh, the new film, is has proven to be so contentious. I suppose we should sort of put our cards on the table in terms of how um, connected we feel to the original, right? 
Um, and I think it's safe to say I'm the only one around the table who was actually um, there in the cinema when Ghostbusters <laughs> came out you in 1984. Yeah. I don't think we need to yeah. hammer yeah. that yeah. home, right. Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right, I was alive. And, um, and I saw it in the movies, and I remember it being seminal for me purely because I was of an age where Ghostbusters and Gremlins, I think, mm. must have come out around mm. the same time. Yes. And I was absolutely scared stiff. Yeah. Um, and even though Ghostbusters, I don't think, looking back, and I certainly don't think subsequently in the light of you know, far more formative horrors for me, like um, Nightmare on Elm Street, um, but Ghostbusters was truly scary for me as a, as a, as a small child. Mm. That said, I, I don't think it's a superb film, and I couldn't have cared less whether they remade it, let alone how they remade it. So I do not, have, I do not come to this, and didn't come to the new one, with any feelings of... of, of um, wariness or expectation in that regard so for me um ghostbusters it's it does not hold a, a big place of for nostalgia um uh, unlike movies like uh indiana jones or et mm. or back to future which is i mean we've talked about this jeremy one of my favorite movies of all time mm. um ghostbusters i think uh, when i was growing up uh in the 90s a lot of my friends loved ghostbusters um, but there were also the people who were really into Superman and Aliens and all, and Predator and all the, the movies, genre movies around that period. Whereas I was more into Disney movies and other things. Um, so I never really got into that zeitgeist. Mm. Um, but then re- the, the first time I watched Ghostbusters 1 was probably in 2012. Oh gosh, um, so you were so, a grown-up. Yes, I yeah. was in the States, it was on Netflix. Um, and I thought, well, this is a classic, gotta watch it. And I, I really enjoyed it, I, and I still do after rewatching it again. Um, it is a very weird movie. There's a lot of things in there that I, I don't think would fly in, um, in a movie today. Uh, character motivations and creepy things. I don't know. I, I want to I respond to that, but I want to hear from Max first. So Max, what's your kind of take on... On Ghostbusters 1984? Yeah, well, this is interesting. I'm the only one on the table that's actually got the nostalgia for it. Um, mm. Growing up... I was kind of, I think we're almost um, opposites there, William, Mm -hmm. in the sense that I, some of those real major blockbusters of the, of that era that were being watched by a lot of people, E.T., Indiana Jones, were much more peripheral compared to this film. For some reason, I don't know why, maybe my parents liked it, but Mm -hmm. this is, this, this is quite big in my, in my memory. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's, it's lovely to return to it, and I'm I'm the same, I, um... It's more enjoyable to go back to the old film and get the nostalgia for that, and I think it holds up in a lot of the ways that I was hoping it would, mm-hmm. um, than to go on and have nostalgia through the, through the newer one. So my, my experience was, uh, you know, home uh, in the holidays, uh, for those of you that don't know, we're all teachers, so we just have come off a nice, nice break, mm. uh, in, in the holidays with my family. And I thought, I, I want to rewatch the old one for this, obviously for this, but also just to rewatch it as well. And my sister was home, she's 15 years old, and my brother was home as well, he's 17 years old. So I said, let's watch Ghostbusters. I'm like, okay, I didn't really not have any point of reference apart from this new film that's coming out. And we were watching it, and the first thing that, that we all thought was how, how terrible Bill Murray's character is. <laughs> and that he is... He is Bordering on sexual harassment yeah. Oh, yeah. all over the show yeah. throughout the entire movie. It's just, and my sister, yeah. she goes, What a creep! <laughs> was the kind of comment she made. I totally agree with her. And he's just, any woman that walks into, a, into the frame, he's just all over them in the most inappropriate way. 
And then you have that relationship with him and Sigourney Weaver, who she's actually really, her character's quite, starts off quite interesting in the film. She's, she's got a lot going for her. And she's not into it. She's kind of like, all right, okay, sweet. Just calm down. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm employing you to help me with this, this issue that I've got of a ghost in my house at home. Mm-hmm. And all you can care about is taking me out on a date. Mm-hmm. And then by the end of the film, through no, apart from the fact that she's been possessed, she's all of a sudden into him. Mm-hmm. I was just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's quite 80s, I hate to tell you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got away with a lot of that shit in mm-hmm. the 80s. Yeah. And it's really disturbing. That scene yeah. where it reveals that he has uh, narcotics. Oh no, sorry, it was um, a tranquilizers just on his on his person. Oh, uh, that was creepy. Very, very creepy. I missed that when she was possessed, and he was going to drug her. Yes, yes. right. Wow. That whole scene is very strange as well. He yeah. knows that she's possessed, but he's still kind of into her. Oh, oh no! I actually really enjoyed that scene. Like, I, I think um, it shows that he's professional enough. To kind of say, okay, let's uh, let's Not treat this right seriously, it. yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that awesome line where he's like, oh, she says, I want you inside of me, which is, you know, for family comedy. Mm. Yeah. Yes, yes, uh, yes. And that whole sequence, right? And that yeah. She's, yeah, totally. Yes. She's but all over him, says, literally. Yeah, there's, sounds there's, like there are already at least two people yes. inside of you. It <laughs> yeah, might yeah, be yeah. crowded or something like that. Which is amazing. Yeah. And you mentioned earlier when we were planning this podcast, there's that scene where Dan Aykroyd has like a dream or yes. a, of a ghost going down on him. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's really strange. And it's kind of not, it's like part of a montage. Yeah. And that's just part of the success that they're having, that he has this weird sex dream with a I, ghost. I think that was actually a deleted sequence that they uh, pasted into the montage. Right. And there was a big subplot with uh, the whole... I guess, for that, for better term, ghost blowjob. So I don't remember being scandalised. As a, as a child, I don't remember being scandalised by no. ghost, Ghostbusters, but I think I probably did find it ooh, a little bit titillating, mm. the male-female interactions yeah. Yeah. and the attempts at relationship. And, and isn't this, the second one builds on that quite oh, a bit, doesn't yeah. it? Oh, yeah. Because there's a, a child? Naked, naked woman... Um, with bubble bath... I can't even remember what happened to the film, but there's a naked woman with bubble bath Maybe major size running around the city, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Yeah. So again, there's the eighties, <clears throat> and, and then the the whole I mean the, the major plot with the uh, the gatekeeper and the keymaster, mm. and how they you know the whole point was to get them together to have sex, yeah. uh, to open the gate, which is again real out there, and mm. I don't quite know how they came up with that stuff. Mm. I found the whole I, my thing with this film was I was like, how did they make this? Like, mm-hmm. there's some really cool things going on with the old Ghostbusters film, but there's a lot of weird stuff, like you're yeah. saying. And then I, I feel we were watching it, and we paused it a few times because there were kind of people visiting and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really feel like there was a, a real drive to the film. There was just weird events happening. Yeah. And the main mm. climax of the film is all of these ghosts being released. And that mm-hmm. happens because a, a government official yeah, comes yeah, around yeah, yeah, and, sure. and turns off um, the, the prison machine yeah. and lets yeah. them all loose. Like, it's not really cause and effect. These things mm. just sort of happen, <clears throat> and then there's this big thing and then this weird storyline of Sigourney Weaver being possessed and Rick Moranis being possessed and then they kind of open this portal and yeah. mm. it's a weird structure and, and, it, and, and the climax because of that maybe it's because of that is I found the climax quite disappointing like I felt oh, I like the build yeah. up of, I actually like that build up um, just slowly going really enjoyed that and there's mm. different things going on but then when it does finally come to the climax there's nothing to pay off really it's just like and then mm. it just I get that beat them there's that, there's that 80s sort of Bowie-esque or, you know, that sort of pop star look. Um, Ziggy Stardust. Yeah. <laughs> go, go, what is she? Uh, uh, Goza. Goza. Yeah. 
very strange. Very dated. I, I think I remember at the time feeling there was a... I mean, I didn't understand it thus at the time because I was little, but I think there was a really quite a serious tonal shift in the original Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. And we'd never seen anything like it. And we'd never seen... And I say that every time we do a podcast, but we'd never seen anything like it. And the, <laughs> the special effects were amazing. And those mm-hmm. ghosts, some of them yeah. were like silly and some were genuinely scary. Oh and 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 it did seem quite episodic, didn't it? it we're, we're chasing this ghost, and yeah. then there's this one, and that's how we have all the, those iconic uh, Ghostbuster images from the first film. And then it all goes really peculiar and possessed and dark and mm-hmm. weird, mm-hmm. and those gargoyles and yeah, those stuff the, happens, the, the and it goes dogs, yeah. right, and it goes all kind of really dark and kind of crazy. And um, and I I think even as a child, I didn't, as I say, I didn't articulate it at the time but I think even as a child I thought well, that's something's a bit funny there mm. this film isn't it doesn't feel the same at the end as it mm. did going through right. the film nice but um but I but but the same cannot be said for the remake and I'm not sure how you want to structure this in terms of comparing but I mean look honestly with these films this is this podcast is built around comparison really isn't it because yeah. the latter film doesn't try very hard to distinguish itself from the no, original, no. I think there are so many beat for beat nods yeah. to yeah. the original and in jokes and all that sort of thing. And I think, and I, I'm probably leaping ahead to what we want to talk about later. But I, I, I've been thinking about the fact that for all the criticism that the new Ghostbusters was getting, um, the minute that they, the minute that they, the internet knew that there was going to be a new Ghostbusters, I think it was actually really respectful and really. Trying to honour the original. The film? Uh, yeah, it's I not the feedback. I thought they were very honourable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Not at all. No, no, I mean. Yeah. Paul, yeah. Feig, yeah. Feig, Feig, um, <laughs> and, and this, the, these four wonderful women. I, I just don't see where all the, the, the hassle was coming, is coming from. Mm. And I guess I'm not going to be that enlightened by you chaps because A, you're not like those internet meme and B you're not coming at it from that same mm. sort of this is my childhood movie and how yeah. dare you feminise it and ruin it yeah. I just don't get it at all. Uh, I think that's a really interesting point like the lack of understanding between probably most people in the world I don't know maybe most people in the world and people that are like becoming radicalised in everyday society it seems like particularly in America like this is this these are the kind of people that are going to be probably voting in Trump. These are the kind of people that are like afraid of globalization. These yeah. are the kind of people <laughs> that are that are part of the problem in terms of race in America at the mm. moment. Like a, that that a person could sh- like shoot a black guy in the street just being like he's black and just like just like something you just cannot understand. It's like mm. how are you so pissed off that mm. this is a group yeah. of women taking this role. Yeah. It's really hard to understand. Well, I've watched I watched so much, so many interviews, read as many articles about this as I can because yeah. it's just been so baffling to oh. me. Mm-hmm. It's like Melissa McCarthy said, it's like we announced we were making the film of otters. You know? like, <laughs> like we were not even humans yeah. were going to be yeah. playing those roles. That'd be adorable. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's interesting, you mentioned Back to the Future and mm-hmm. I think, oh my gosh, if they announced that they were going to remake Back to the Future, I would be up in arms. Yeah. But then if I found out but we're going to gender swap. All the male characters are going to be females, and all the f- I'll be like, oh, that's quite interesting, actually. Mm-hmm. Like that as a concept, that makes sense why they would make that film. So for me, 
the reason that it is Foreman is the reason you make remake Ghostbusters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that's as an experiment is something that yeah. I, I was quite excited yeah. when I heard about that. Yeah. But then the just the public, well, the backlash of, I guess, a small group of people. In the echo chamber of the internet. And yeah. It's just been baffling. I don't know if you've seen the, the hate that Leslie Jones has I been have. facing. Yeah. And she's been called all sorts of atrocious well, things. Well, you know that they, they I, I have to call them they because I don't know where they are now. Listeners can't see my doing mm. the inverted commas thing with my fingers. <laughs> but they... Somebody set up a, a fake Twitter account, didn't they? Pretending, purporting to be Leslie Jones, and then started saying appalling things, politically appalling really? things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so over the last couple of weeks, I remember reading the article where actually she tearfully had to say, I'm coming off social media, mm-hmm. because she was getting death threats and mm-hmm. abuse and being misrepresented by this fake Twitter mm-hmm. account. Um, and, and she utterly baffled. Um, and I'm baffled as to why her... I don't know, is it a black thing? I think it is. Probably, yeah. And maybe because she's a bit more... Well, no, Kate McKinnon's unknown as well. I mean, they're in, they're in SNL. Yeah. Said it in her life, she's but... not a total nobody. No. But also, there was a black guy in the original Ghostbusters. Who does nothing. Yes, but at least oh, there was a black more. guy. So it's not even like that, that anyone's going, there was no black person in the original mm. Ghostbusters. Or mm. I just don't get it at all. But you're absolutely right. The hate has been... Unfreaking believable, mm. and I just don't understand I mean, it I mean, at all. I mean, part of this is it's it's hard to grasp how broad an audience blockbusters have. I think, and mm. when you start to see this kind of hate, it's like it's really because blockbusters just hit such a broad field of of demographics. I think, and there's tend to be some extremists within that. You know, when you've got that bigger field, then there are going to be some extremists. Yeah. So I had a look on so IMDb. The film, when it first came out, was yeah. getting a 3 out of 10 mm-hmm. yeah. before it really was released. So there was an active yeah. movement to, to try and... Yes, I heard it was getting and, zeros and ones. Yeah, yeah just so because. it raised to like 4, and then I was watching it, and it's 5.6 or something now. And it's getting 75% wow, on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. So critically, it's getting pretty good results. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. on IMDb, it's not. I looked at the demographic of the voting... Men on average give the film a four. Mm-hmm. Women on average give the film an eight. Wow! For most blockbusters, wow. it's pretty much the same. Guys and girls both give it around about wow. a seven. You look at the actual breakdown of what people are giving it. Mostly ones and mostly tens. More ones than tens. Right. Wow. Um, so people either vote. That's some great, great investigation there, Jeremy. Yeah. Yeah. Let's bring you some actual facts. Yeah. To, um, I was just trying to figure it. out what the hell was going yeah. on. The yeah. other thing is a friend of mine, a good friends of mine. I was talking to them last night about this whole topic sent me an article that was all about how the way they've reported about the box office takings of Ghostbusters have been like bombs in second week, complete failure. And if you look at the percentage of it, it's actually doing better based on its budget than the new Star Trek film. Right. Like it only dropped 30% in the second week, whereas the new Star Trek film dropped 36%. Right. And just the whole narrative around yes. Yeah. Yes. the Because film. bombs in second week sounds terrible to people who don't know that actually that still could mean they did an extraordinary opening weekend, which yeah. of course we understand... Every horror movie movie ever made absolutely and that's what everybody wants is a strong opening weekend so interesting what you've discovered jeremy in terms of the chaps are giving it one and women are giving it 10 because if i'm perfectly honest there is no way this is a five the new ghostbusters was a five-star film for me no way at all and neither was it a one-star film and so it, it rather indicates i fear 
that the people giving it one were obviously doing it just as a knee-jerk reaction, haven't even seen it, don't even care, we're going to hate it regardless, mm. and that possibly then there's the overcompensating of Statement. we want to support mm. the film. Yeah. And I desperately wanted this film to be terrific, and I've read, I think, mm. Peter Bradshaw's review in The Guardian, I think he gave it four out of five, and I was mm-hmm. really like, wow, maybe this is going to mm. be super fun. Um, I, love, I, I love the people who are in it, I have no beef with anybody, don't care that it's a remake, etc., etc. Found the trailer quite amusing and actually came out really underwhelmed. Mm. And it's not the fault of the women. No. It's not the fault of Chris Hemsworth, who can do no wrong, because actually <laughs> he's terrific in it. Um, so for me, actually, it's issues of writing and yeah. issues of pacing. The story is pretty... And story. Pretty yeah. And so, unfortunately, to me, and we'll see what you all think, it's not a great film, so it's a little bit harder to defend, but it is not difficult to defend it against accusations of its being rubbish because it's got chicks in it, if yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, yeah, like the zeros and tens thing, um, going, <clears throat> kind of going back to what you were talking about, Max, just the radicalization of pop culture is yeah. getting ridiculous. Anything that comes out is either the greatest thing ever, oh, which, like big yeah. things. No, yes. not, like indie things, not so much. No. But if we're talking about big yeah. books, music, TV, movies, video games, it's either the greatest thing since sliced bread or like Forget horrible about trash. Yeah. Uh, let's just dump all our negative feelings onto it. The superlatives uh, The superlatives that get thrown around these days are crazier yeah. than ever. Yeah. No, uh, so we did there. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, it actually does kind of feel like that. Yeah. You know, like you know, Ron Tomatoes, which uh, you know I usually take with a grain of salt. Um, do you guys remember when Dark Knight, uh, which one was it, um, Dark Knight Rises came out? The third one. Yeah. The third one. Yeah. And Rotten Tomatoes ended up uh, removing its comment section from user uh, reviews um, because people were giving the first couple of Rotten reviewers like death threats straight out of the gate. Oh, really? Like, you should kill yourself. Yeah. Um, you have no idea what you're talking about. Right. I'm like, dude, this movie hasn't even... It's a month before release. Yeah. And uh, you haven't seen the movie and... Yeah. Yeah, like right. Everything. People have such strong sentimental connections to yeah. to these characters now and to nostalgia, to childhood stuff. I think um, I think a lot of it could be connected to the fact that pop culture is getting increasingly um focused on the moment. Mm. Like we're so focused on um right now and that's like done through advertising and through films. It's so good at making you feel like this is it. Mm. happening right now this is it mm. and then two days later it's completely forgotten technology this is the technology that's going to change everything or something like that you know mm. like that's that's a that's a consumerist um, like in terms of selling products mm. that's that's your one of your key imperatives and I think that's infiltrated the well the opening weekend isn't it you know the opening yeah. weekend is is everything yeah and then when a film yeah. has a slow burn it's really quite surprising yeah. I always love hearing about films that uh, have actually done really well but you haven't really expected it yeah. like I think um, like I remember Gravity when I was working in the cinema when that was mm. out that went on for like six months it yeah. was in the cinema mm. or the King P. Jackson's King Kong ended up being a really successful film but it took a long time right. and it just kept on making money Frozen as well mm. it just, right. just never stopped making money yeah <laughs> but Gravity will have been a big word of mouth thing wouldn't it because yeah. I suppose on paper it's two, two, two characters mm. two, yeah. two characters and it's all in space and people might have thought oh, we'll and also see. it's a film you had to see at the cinema right yeah. it, was, it was such a cinematic experience mm. Sublog Millionaire was another big one mm-hmm. right. it was a huge success yeah um 
but yeah, opening weekend is the only language that the big blockbuster cinema industry really understands. Mm. It's interesting in the film, the new Ghostbusters film, there is that moment where they're like, read the comments, read yeah. the comments that we're yeah. getting. And, oh, uh, no bitch should be doing good, catching uh, ghosts. No oh. bitch is going to catch no yeah, ghosts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, no, not that one, not that Yeah, that's right. And, and, then, no, and then Melissa McCarthy's character says something like, don't you know, you shouldn't be reading the comments of pe- <laughs> the people that read it in the middle of the night on the internet or yeah. something like that. And of course, that's because they were making the film I mean, the, the, the uproar, the furore mm, had already yeah. started, hadn't it, yeah. while they were still making the film. Yeah. So it's actually really interesting mm-hmm. that the film itself is able to comment on the comment that's happening about the film yeah. Yeah. while it's being created. Yeah. I mean, that isn't even credit cookie stuff <laughs> yeah. that they could have like packed in at mm-hmm. the end, you know, if you didn't like it, go stuff yourself or anything like that. Well, <laughs> at all. And so actually, though, that, watching the film with the full knowledge of all the hate that the film had been getting, going in with these expectations and this inherent feeling of, of you know, support for whatever I was about to see, those little comments were very gratifying because mm. they did feel like a really yeah. mild-mannered, polite, um, you know, shaking of the fist at, at everything that they had to put up with. Well, more overtly, you've got a villain in the film who pretty much fits the profile oh, of yes. the type of people that, well, yeah, I think, anyway, that we describe it. You've got this sort of downtrodden nerd that's never really been appreciated. That's which true. I'm Everyone not saying, thinks is weird, who's all mm-hmm. kind of like, yeah, And I guess alone. it's a stereotype to put that profile mm. onto these people that are making these sexist <laughs> comments. It's but, probably more like they're going to be jocks, to be fair. Well, oh, I think no, this is Gamergate territory. It is. And we don't yeah. have enough podcast minutes for that yeah. stuff. But that's what that's what this yeah, feels true. like. I oh, mean, yeah. And, and Paul Feig himself has said that that was intentional. Um, mm. He was supposed to be representative of the sort of, uh, I hate the term, but beta male... Uh, sense of like injustice yeah. right. wanting to fight back against the system. So yeah. how interesting then? I mean, obviously yeah. there are university papers ready to be written here, I think, about the yeah. meta-ness of yeah. Ghostbusters <laughs> being created to address the very uh, kickback mm. or whatever that it then it already knows that it was already be getting, getting and, that yeah. it, and that it went on to get. I totally agree. I mean, my experience of the film is that the four main actors... Kirsten Wig is my favourite Saturday Night Live performer. I watch that show when it's on every week for mm. the last couple of years. I re-watch her YouTube clips just continuously and mm. share it with friends. Mm. I find her one of the funniest people on the planet. And can I just say, her interactions, the, being the, the Bill Murray, if you will, mm-hmm. her interactions with Chris Hemsworth were really terrific. Oh, and they were some wow, of the yeah. best acting and some of the yeah. most natural timing and comment yeah. timing of the film, I do think. So yes, keep mm. going. I think kudos to her. Love Miss, Miss McCarthy. Love the two other two, mainly because they were only on SNL and it, I was mm. so excited to see both Leslie Jones and Kate McKinnon mm-hmm. get these large roles. Um, and so I was always going to be quite happy just to see the four of them yeah. together on yeah. the screen. Yeah. And I, and I uh, you know, having said that though, uh, I think the weakest parts of the film are near the start of the movie, where there are some of more of those improvisational moments. Mm-hmm. They kind of fall flat. Um, more so the first time I watched it than the second time, because the second time I knew exactly what I was in for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I think the best comedy moments are the ones that happened naturally occurred as the action was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really enjoyed the film. I mean, the first time I saw it, I thought, that was pretty good. And then, like I said, after watching the old one and being completely disillusioned by it, and, <laughs> and this, this, this franchise that was up on a pedestal just by the nature of the way it was discussed mm-hmm. wasn't there anymore, um, I went back and watched the new one and had a really good time. Particularly oh, nice. the final 
battle in the smoke. Oh, that's interesting. With oh. all the things coming out of them and the great weapons popping out and... Yeah, I really, I, oh, really, that's I had so a ball. Interesting, because I found that I, I, by then I was quite bored. Mm. Yeah, and it felt like just another battle at the end of a movie. We've seen this this kind of thing a million times, and so um, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I I'm kind of in the same boat. Uh, yeah. I, I, I appreciate. I, I know Max, you said you didn't like the climax of the the original, yeah. but I. I'm kind of yeah. I I really really like the climax of the original mm. and how how different it was. Um, it, I mean there was Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, but it was it I wasn't a that. huge battle. Mm. It was them thinking their way around things, uh, kind of. I mean a little bit using their their brains and you know cross the streams and all that. And then even That's so, right. they're right, still yeah. four schlubs who are being thrown around and and they're not superheroes. Yeah. yeah. Whereas the new one, oh my gosh, Melissa McCarthy is punching ghosts. Yeah. That they're using and it's it's not ghost busting anymore. They're not they're not garbage collectors. They're they're soldiers. They're warriors, right? Yeah. They're, they're killing ghosts. Wow. Yeah. Or destroying them. Yeah. And. And so, what was the point of everything else? Because the, the ghost traps—I mean, they don't—they tra- trap what one ghost. And what do they do with it? Then? I, yeah, I can't remember. Well, in the post- they had decided yet. They- in, the, in the post credits, they show that they have a containment unit and stuff. Right. But in the big final battle, it just—it felt very, very simplified and Hollywood yes. you know, fied. Uh, where it was like, oh, there's a whole bunch of CG going yeah. bad guys yeah. in the air. Yeah. We're gonna blast them out of the sky like Avengers, Avengers two. Half of all the Marvel movies, yeah, yeah. Um, and so yeah, it just felt very. I, I felt disconnected and really disappointed. It did feel it. a bit weightless. Yes. Ah, <laughs> oh, he's got more. CGI. Fire. I actually think there was yeah. less CGI than you perhaps realised. Obviously, the big, mm-hmm. the big heavy metal demon was CGI, but mm-hmm. um, but they actually had a lot of the real people dressed as ghosts, and then they just would have really? added effects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, oh, I will cute. say the, yeah. the ghost effects uh, for the, the people looked really cool. Um, yeah. I love yeah, like, so. the darkness, mm. and then almost the neon glow. Um, like the there's a couple of ghosts. The the lady who spews up and the ghost flasher. I, I thought they looked they looked pretty. Are you talking about the new yeah. film? Uh, the new film. I still like the look of them much better in the old one. In the old one, personally, yeah. just simpler. I think is part of it. Yeah. When, when they just had lots going on with the new ghosts. I like the symbol, just like in the old one, just some big fat blob thing, and he's just running around like but you know lots what? of character in the face. But it interests me so much that you feel that way because back in the day, that the special effects in Ghostbusters were like wow, so and there's yeah. this danger that you watch it now, and if you don't carry the nostalgic mm-hmm. value with you, that you're going to go that just looks shit, yeah. you know. And so or what a lo- stupid idea, right? Big blob thing. And then it's lovely that you think yeah. that actually you like that better. But I bet you, I mean, I bet you, I have no idea, but I bet you they. Think Thought there's no way we can do ghosts without them being higher, mm. higher tech, yeah, yeah. because otherwise we just won't get away with it. Everybody will think it's ludicrous. Yeah, maybe the the, the library ghost is still horrifying. Oh my god! Yes, 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 she is. And I feel like the and the the comparison in the new one is because it's both the first ghost mm-hmm. that they find. Right. It's the old. It's the woman from a long time ago. And she mm-hmm. spews up violently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you think she was? Not I thought she really. looked really They did a good. shock with her. It was yeah. like a shock and it was like it wasn't scary though. No. Well it'd all been in the trailer. That was the trailer, so I knew exactly what was gonna happen. Oh, that's true as well. Yeah. yeah. I thought I mean I, I was a big fan of the effects. I loved mm-hmm. the colours in the whole film. Like yeah. I found the colourful it was a very yeah. colourful film. Mm-hmm. And I I really enjoyed that. All the costumes were well complimenting. I mean, yeah. it felt very cartoon like. Um, but I don't know, I felt 
What? I thought visually it was really interesting. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so it's interesting that you're not as much of a fan of it. Then. Yeah, I mean, this is maybe that whole thing that we started with, that mm-hmm. I'm the only one with the nostalgia. Maybe it is just that influence. Um, but I was, I kind of want to go back. I think I do disagree with your point about you felt like the first one doesn't really build up. Or it kind of just feels like bits and pieces. Whereas I think I feel like there was real um, possibility that they were going to fail in the first one. I felt like there was real, um, like they were doing things so kind of sloppily at the start. Mm-hmm. Whereas in this one, I didn't feel like they, I just, maybe I felt like it was a blockbuster and they were just, of course, they're going to succeed. In the first one, they're like doing it so roughshod, so scrappy. The first time they do it, they just like stuff it up. There's that great scene in the um, hotel. In the hotel. Yeah, I did like, I did like that scene. That's a great scene. Yeah. And like, it's just so rough. They don't. Yeah. They don't know what they're doing with their guns. And they do the same thing, of course, in, in, in the Ghostbusters alleyway, the 2016, in the alleyway right. with Melissa mm-hmm. McCarthy. Mm. But it's so much more comedic, I think. It's not like, I don't know, the comedy yeah. is just more slapstick. Uh, I don't know. The, the, interestingly, the, the conflict for them in, this, in the latest film, of course, is not that the technology doesn't work or that they can't use it, because these four women are actually quite onto it, aren't they? Mm-hmm. They're very accomplished. Yeah. Nobody messes up. Nobody runs away in fear. Um, it's more the institutional uh, conflict, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's Andy Garcia and the... Is he yeah. the mayor? I guess yeah, he's yeah, the mayor. Yeah. <laughs> it's Andy Garcia. Oh, oh, oh. And it's the politics of, of people saying, um, we don't want you here, you yeah. have to... We're going to make out like you're incompetent or that you weren't able to or whatever. So, well, the, That is so interesting because um, one of the, the things I found just odd about 2016 Ghostbusters is how kind of compliant the Ghostbusters were to the... Uh, the needs of the government, whereas the old one, like yeah. literally, the the EPA was one of the villains, and it was the EPA and um, uh, what, what's his name? What's an EPA? Oh, the Env- Environmental Pro- Protection Agency. Right, right, yes. right, right. Yeah. Um, the guy coming, you know, this this man has no penis, kind of. That yeah, that's guy. right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he he's the guy that causes the the big calamity that happens at the end. With the new one, there's Cecilia Strong and Andy Garcia, and I I really like them both, and they're really funny. Um, but anything they say in the Ghostbusters is like, oh, okay, and oh, okay, you know, we'll be discredited, and oh, right. I think there's, there's something of a softly, mm-hmm. softly approach about this film, which I, which sorry, the 2016, mm-hmm. that I think is maybe them kind of going politically. What we've got is already a super, supercharged issue, and we can't do anything. Like everything else has to be very softly, softly, and like that, the whole thing feels relatively light. The girls are so. Like the way that they deal with the issues yeah. is yeah. really nice because you like you, it's like killed them with kindness kind of thing. It's like you cannot <laughs> you cannot disagree with these women who are just so um, friendly about it. They're not going, oh God, we've been downtrodden by these men the whole time. They're like, yeah. they're just like, stuff it. We're gonna do it. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah, that's so interesting, isn't it? And it's so interesting to think. I know. I noticed, of course, that it's written by Paul. What are we calling him? Paul Fig. 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 And Fig. <laughs> And Paul, Paul Vague. Paul and a woman, Katie, Katie someone or other. Yeah. Did you catch the name of the, uh, the co-writer? Woman, yeah. um, and it's interesting, isn't it? The choices that they've made. And also you can guarantee that with these four women being sort of writers in their own right as well, mm-hmm. there, yeah, there will have been a lot of thought as to how are we going to personify these this particular strain of Ghostbusters and these women. Yeah. And you're right, they're not ball busters. No. They don't use the F word, feminism, no. uh, throughout the whole thing. 
They don't. <laughs> I don't think, apart from Kate McKinnon, I don't think that they overcompensate. Uh, they don't try to be too male either. Mm-hmm. Um, all the other three women uh, dress like strong women. They don't. Mm-hmm. They don't dress like girly girls. Mm-hmm. They don't try and dress like blokes. I think Holtzman is interesting mm-hmm. because she is this amalgam of Dan Aykroyd with a cigarette hanging out of her mouth as she's kind of going down the corridors in the hotel or whatever yeah. the building is and and she's kind of just the crazy laid back she's the kooky she? she's the kooky yeah. mad scientist right right she's also the Harold Ramis uh, yeah she is she's yeah. a mix of those two roles I the, think the eh? weirdo yeah. yeah that's right the weirdo and yet thankfully she's not the manic pixie dream girl yeah. either she's just kind of a an asexual kind of yeah. kind of crazy person she, she's amazing like I <laughs> she was my favourite character in the whole thing yeah mm. um, like at the beginning I did not like her character yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. It was very, very, uh, I, I thought it was forced. Yeah. But then as the movie went along, like, everything she did, that was when, when I laughed. And, yeah, very, She's very been good. getting huge plaudits. Oh, yeah. See, um, I, yeah. for me, I just, I thought the four main characters, they all had really clear parameters and, and motivations, mm-hmm. which, just as a side note, I just didn't, there wasn't the same strength of character in the old film. Mm. But I thought that, I loved, for instance, that you had this great, um, struggle between Kristen Wiig's character who all she really cared about was people believing that she saw ghosts you know mm-hmm. she was motivated by the public perception yeah. mm-hmm. you had the the Melissa McCarthy character who they had childhood friends she's just sort of parroting to her come on who cares what the heck people think let's just work let's just yeah. let's just be able to function and work yeah and and I guess in response to that kind of government the government um line that tension was very much in that and that she, mm. Kristen Wiig was like no we don't want to be discredited the whole thing is that we're getting known for this mm. and then Melissa McCarthy's like just, just who cares, work. Who cares? Let's, let's just do it let's just yeah. keep doing it yeah you've got um Patty's character Leslie Jones's character who I was really concerned not that concerned because Leslie Jones is a very fantastic intelligent comedian um I was concerned that she was going to be the plucky black comic relief the yeah. sexy black woman mm. um but she has a really useful part to play, you know. She's she's has this great knowledge of the city, and mm. she's a very useful there, character to have around. Yeah, there are there have been criticisms of that still, though, haven't there? That she's why the couldn't blue she, Why yeah. couldn't she be the scientist? Yeah. Why couldn't she be a scientist? Yeah, why does a black woman have to be the woman who works in the train station? Whoa. I mean, I wonder if as well if like it's. I feel like this film is like we, we're criticizing it as we do with all, all the films we talk about, but it's so heavily criticized every single representation of these women. Men don't get that same True. treatment. Yeah, you know? like, very good point. This film has become the like lightning rod of feminine feminine films, mm-hmm. females in film, yeah. and it's only one. Like it's the only thing, one of its kind, that's happened. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, I mean, maybe that's the maybe that's um, obviously it's not a good thing. But in terms of their role, maybe they can be taken as honourable in the sense that they are doing the breaking of the glass ceiling, and once it's done. Maybe that a lot of that energy is dissipated, and so there can be more. There's more space for it to happen more naturally. To know. be fair, yeah. I don't think this film. I thought Bridesmaids was supposed to be the glass right. ceiling breaker. To mm-hmm. be fair, I thought that was sort of went down in history as the first film where the women were the all. How, how do I put it? The the women were you know top billing. They were the yep. primary characters. Mm-hmm. They the ones. They were the ones swearing, doing the scatological humour. Mm. Um, so you think more of the reason that this is um, what's the word um, problematic for people is because they're doing Ghostbusters the remake the, re- the reboot 
Yeah, I, th mm. I think that, as, well, I mean, I, I haven't read up as much as you must have, Jeremy, but my, my, my sense of the, the fanboyism, and it is more fanboys, I haven't heard of any fangirls hating on Ghostbusters mm -hmm. in 2016, is more you're taking my childhood dream and you're yeah. messing with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I don't think it's... Can we... Oh, yeah. I, I mean, two things. First thing is, I reckon that the backlash is because actually it's reaching a large audience, and that perhaps the guys that compared to bridesmaids, compared to bridesmaids, you know, yeah, so um, the, yeah. the people yeah. that um, it's like um, uh, it was Brokeback Mountain, you know, yeah. like mm -hmm. the, it was like this film for gay cinema when really there's been lots of gay films going on for a long time, yeah. but it just it reached a different yeah. audience. Mm -hmm. um, so there's that. Interestingly, I was watching a clip of Conan or. Um, uh, Conan O'Brien, I mean, not the Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. film. Yeah. Um, Conan O'Brien or, or Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon with Leslie Jones and how they were talking about this hate that she'd received. And then he'd compiled a whole lot of support from Ghostbuster oh, fans right. who, were, who said, mm -hmm. you know, Leslie Jones, you know, you, you've proved that a girl can be a Ghostbuster. You're a Ghostbuster to me. And there's lots of clips of little girls dressed up as Ghostbusters. Yeah. And... Um, and, oh, and, and I was talking about, again, these friends I mentioned last night, good friends of mine were talking about this, how... Um, Part of this backlash, these the fanboys, you're ruining my my, my childhood. childhood. That, that the reality is, this film is not for them, and yet it's part of their childhood, and that is a really kind of that's, tough pill to swallow. That's what I was just going you know? to ask. Do you think it's? Do you think it was a good idea? But 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 wait. Do sure. you think if you like so? Yeah, but why it's not? not a holy what grail. Is the, what is the? Yeah, no, but it's why not, do you think it was a good oh, idea? Wait, 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 wait. But. The film, the film is for Ghostbusters fans. That's, that's, that's the thing. Yeah. Um, there's so many bloody callbacks that it got really annoying by the end. Uh, yeah. and <laughs> Everyone, a part from um, uh, Rick Moran, I say. Uh, yes, exactly. Um, no, yeah, but the, uh, the plot points, it's be, uh, it's maybe spoilers, uh, maybe, a little bit. But it's almost beat for beat, almost beat for beat the same. Yeah. Um, they have the same big thing at the end, they have the same point of the team together, they're, they're missing a montage, which was really disappointing. Um, is it though? Oh, <laughs> oh, the montage is the best part of the original Ghostbusters. So, so okay, compare, there you go. But no, I was going to say, and as we've already mentioned, there's Kate McKinnon with the Dan Aykroyd fag mm -hmm. out of her mouth, there are, there are, there's um, the levitation, even the tiny bit of Melissa, oh this is spoilers, sorry. That's in the um, trailer. Tiny, tiny bit of Melissa yeah. McCarthy's yeah. possession and levitation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's, um, what I hadn't realised until I rewatched the old one afterwards is the, um, the fact that the old Ghostbusters were in that uh, fire station yeah, building, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's when the girls rock up there in 2016, oh, and the New York real estate agent <laughs> yeah. says it's 2100 a month, and they like, was, get out of town, yeah, and so they have funny. to go somewhere else until the end, which I thought, well, so, yeah, this is what I mean when I said earlier, it's so respectful, and it is, mm -hmm. there are so many nods to the original. Yeah. I, I was wondering why they didn't just flat out make it a sequel. I mean, with just a couple of writing changes, it's, it's there. You know, you have the cameos... As the original characters, and boom. Yeah, I mean, but would that change that much? Oh, no, no, I, yeah. I don't think so. Um, I, well, I guess what I want to say is, we're talking briefly about it before we start recording, mm -hmm. it's like, this has come out at the same time as the new Star Trek film, which I've always sort of seen these as comparative films, because Star Trek, it's the third in, in a reboot series, it's sort of got the similar audience, and yet the same scrutiny just isn't there. Mm -hmm. And I really, I really do feel that the fact that there are four women in this in this mm -hmm. role has brought in a whole level of 
criticism of this film. Yeah, of course. That it was yeah. not him God. Yeah. And, and I think that it's, it's, beyond, oh. it's beyond people feeling like their childhood is being destroyed. I mean, look at the flippin' Star Wars films. Yeah. Those prequels yeah. are awful. The new one comes out, it's pretty much beat for beat the same as yeah, the old one. Yeah, that's right. It's brilliant. That's right. It's brilliant. It. And mm-hmm. the fans love it. And, I mean, you've got a female character as the main character, but the ratio of well, male and females is the same. Oh, boy. No, oh, she... she's a Mary Sue and all that I, stuff. I think Very it's sexism. Directors I really do. Out. I think it's institutionalised. Agreed. You know? So, yeah, Jeremy, like... All the um, nostalgia mining recently, um, Aliens remakes, uh, Predator stuff, um, what, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Platinum Dunes making all those cheaper remakes, uh, Friday the 13th, none of them have gone to hate that, that Ghost vs. R, and they are terrible. Mm. So here's my big question, and I've been ruminating on this. Would I have found yesterday's film funnier? If it had had four of my favourite contemporary male actors in it, mm. if it had had Seth Rogen and and maybe Paul Rudd mm. and other members of the Apatow slash Fag Feig Feig mm. um, <laughs> clan, and I don't think so because no, right. I think that the writing is what for me the writing and the 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 plot uh, and the pacing actually I thought mm. that the pacing was very strange and if, so if if I was now transposing chaps back into it. I would have thought it was a total waste of time. Fair point. And so mm. I think, and I, I totally think that my response, my positive response is totally down to that personal taste mm. and connection with the actors. Yeah. But I do feel that if it had been made with all those films, all those, all those sorry, all those male, um, actors. male actors, it wouldn't have got anywhere near as the no. amount of oh, attention. It wouldn't have got any would slack you know? at all. No. Well, no, it might have got slack as in why are you bothering to remake it? Is it going to be shit? Yeah. But it certainly wouldn't have got this really pernicious slack about it before it was even off the blocks you know so there we go Ghostbusters 1984 and 2016 go have a watch go have a look feel free to message us on our Facebook page if you've got any thoughts or responses to what you've heard today thank you so much for listening check us out again in a month's time as we discuss cinema in context the connections between films and everything else in between (laughs) kakete aroa